What's up, my friends? Matt Prince here. This is the Matt Prince Podcast. Welcome back for another episode. Today, we are going to dive deep, deep, deep into how to train for different selections uh, within a tactical athlete type of uh, realm, right? So what I'm sort of, what I'm working with at the moment is I've, I've trained and I'm training over the, over the years, I've worked with people going through different levels of uh, police force, mainly police force, fire brigade, a um, couple of army guys. And what we sort of look at, right, whether they're trying to go from, say, police officer to, say, the CERT or to the SOG, like special operations, or if they're going into, say, um, dog, dog squad selection or going for, for undercover, whatever their sort of role is in the thing. They've got a baseline that they have to be to get in there, like a baseline of fitness to get in there. And there's um, a, a process that I go through in getting them there. And this is the same with the fire brigade, like say the MFB or um, you know CFA. I think they're doing fitness testing more rigorously now as it's all, all sort of combined. Um, the, the tests have base standards. And a lot of coaches, I think, fuck it up, which I'll go into soon. But first, I want to start off by sort of saying, guys, like, it's been a while, right? It's been a while since I've jumped on the podcast um, or posted episodes. I've been shooting a few podcasts um, here and there. But recently, I've been um, sort of just going internal with myself. Um, you know, we're in the seventh lockdown currently seven fucking shutdown of, of the gym, which it's uh, it's wreaked havoc on me, um, basically in terms of my motivation to keep pushing, right? Like it gets very hard to keep pushing, not in my body, like I've been training my fucking body. That's that's how I you know get out. I'm talking more like just in business and in making content and doing all that. Like it's, it's very deflating every time the gym shuts. Um, you get a bunch of people cancel their memberships, go on hold, all that sort of stuff. Like it affects the business, and then you know you work you work really hard to build it back up, and then it's shut down again. And, and it, it's it's just at the point where um, I've been feeling you know flat about it all. Uh, and today I basically am feeling great, and I've I've decided let's go, let's fucking start again. Like let's start this start this rebuild again. So. This is where this is where this podcast is coming from. Um, you're going to see a lot of stuff um, continue to pop up, especially as I as I put my big boy pants on and just get back to work. Um, which is a lesson for any of you guys out there that are, have been struggling mentally, whether you're an employee or an employer, um, you know, solo entrepreneur, whatever. Like, there's a point where you're feeling sorry for yourself and your pity parties just don't serve you anymore right and that's 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 the point where i have hit and um i've i've realized basically that you know this shit's not going away so we need to keep our keep our uh our focus as high as possible yeah we're going to go through lulls and it's okay to feel stuff like definitely get it but sometimes doing the work is the best way to go about it so with that said we're going to dive into it. Strength standards. Now, I'm talking the process from going from pretty much like, say, an untrained police officer to being as ready as possible to go to, say, a special operations group 
intake or a um, a cert intake. Like I know there's a there's a SOG intake going on um, going on at the moment, and you know, and that's something that that we look at. So there's a bunch of guys who I'm working with going for different areas within different pieces of, of you know their their jobs, and I think it'd be very valuable for for you guys as as just royal fitness members too that aren't in the job to hear all this stuff to hear all these strength standards because the way we train at royal and the way i like to train myself is to be very well rounded across the board right powerful strong you know look good like you look good feel good right body moves well cardio systems high you know you're very capable like you can you can run jump crawl lift fight you know you know, whatever you need to do, right? You just want to be ready. And you don't want to be ready only on the, the right day. You don't want to have to peak to be ready. You want to be able to do it now, right? Or when it when it pops up. So the you know, it's 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 very hard to be at a peak all year round. And when I say that, like you look at say a somebody who's training for a specific thing, it's very easy to peak all year round. Or not all year round, but like peak for an actual event, right? You train all year round for a specific event, right? The Paralympics is on right now, and those guys have trained and tapered, and they're they're primed for that one race, right? The they have the benefit to do that. That's their sport, right? That's their full time profession. You know, we as general population, or you guys who are in the in the police or the fire or army or whatever tactical athlete you are you don't have that benefit right most likely like right now i've got two young kids i had a good sleep last night but up until you know last night the last sort of week has been up and down five six times a night with little ones right it's being uh you know business stress business keeps getting shut down right so of course i'm not going to be able to to you know be at my peak in this point however I need to be fit, mentally strong enough to deal with this shit right, and get through. You coppers that are tired, you know, you're off night shift or you're on night shift, you've just you've just come off days and your sleep's all fucked up. You know, you might be trying to eat to lose weight, so you're eating less, you might be on a calorie deficit, so energy's all fucked up. You're still training really hard, so your body's got doms from doing the leg session two days ago, right? All of these things, they're not going to have you at your peak, but if somebody has to fucking be arrested, you still need to arrest them now. Right, you don't have you don't have the benefit of saying, "Nah, I'll do it when the sun comes out tomorrow." Like, you need to do it now. So, being ready is is something that I think is key, and being ready all the time I think is very very important. So, what we're going to go into, there's a bit of a process, and I'll, I'll sort of try and break it down and keep it as clear as possible. Um, there's a bit of a process that I go through when I when I take anybody on, but especially if it's a uh, tactical athlete looking to, to up level to a, a certain job or role within within their within their scope, right? So, and um, and right now I'm working with a few guys trying to build into um, special ops groups, and I've been chatting to um, people that that know a lot about that and that are they're in the in the job and all that sort of stuff, and. Um, trying to learn as much as I can. And, uh, and it's really interesting because my beliefs are exactly the same as, as what, what, what I'm hearing back. So the first sort of stage, right? You look at, this is the thing. This is, this is what a lot of people think, even if it's a, any, any level. So you, to get into the police force, you've got a certain strength standard you need to have or fitness standards. So they do a fitness test, right? 
you know, you most likely have a beep test and do fucking 10 push-ups or five push-ups. Like you, you might have to do a, agility run. You've got all these things. Now you have to have certain body fat levels. Now that's the buy-in, right? That If you can't pass that, like if you're worried about doing that, it's you need more training before you go ahead. Right? It's just, that's the that's the very basic buy-in, right? That's, that's not to, if you finish that, you're not going to wow anybody. And I don't say that to be an asshole. It's just the way it is. They've got to have minimums. Now, say for some of the ones in the higher up levels, right, you might have to do like say body weight bench for five reps and you might have to do 10 pull-ups and you might have to do a certain run, like whatever it is. Now, they're the buy-in, right? To get through that, you should be doing like triple to quadruple the amount of, of things that they want, want want to see, right? Just to Just to impress. Because uh, they, they, these are people who see it all the time, right? They see they see elite people come through, and they, that's it's just like the basic buy-in. So you need to understand that the tests that they put out aren't what you're training for. You want to fucking destroy those tests. One of the guys who who I've got um, working with, and he'll he'll go for a selection on a course next year basically that's what I said. I'm like, mate, don't even fucking worry about the select, the, the, the buying stuff. Don't worry about those fitness tests because you're going to be so far beyond them that, that that's just like, it's nothing. It has to be a walk in the park and that's what you have to do. You don't want to be worrying or questioning your fitness when you're, you're deep in a course and they're trying to break you mentally to see if you're the right fit for the job. You want to know, Hey, yeah, my fitness is fine. Now it's going to be a mental test. And that's, that's the stuff I can't help with. Like I can get fitness to a point where fitness and strength to a point where mentally, you know, they never have to worry about that. And that's, that's huge. Right. But there becomes a point where the darkness inside that's, that's on the, on the, on the athlete going in. So it's, uh, and the skill sets as well, like, you know, knowing all that stuff, I can't teach that, but it gives, if the fitter they are, you know, body and, and even, you know, being in uncomfortable positions with their body, right? The better they are at that, the easier the mental clarity side becomes, right? I know, say, if, I've, if I'm deep into a hard run or, um, you know, hard rounds of jujitsu, I've got someone grinding their elbow or their shoulder into my face. If I'm fresh, I can sort of relax. The more tired I become, the more I start to freak out, the more I think, fuck, I'm not going to be able to get out of this. And you start to do stupid shit, right? And then put yourself in an even worse spot. So it ha- you have to have a good, really good fitness base because the more tired you get, no matter who you are, the the harder it's going to get, the, the more you're likely to fuck it up. So that's the first thing. If you are going in and you're thinking the test is the test, it's not the test, right? That's that's just like, that's just the buying. It's like putting your first chip in poker, right? It's not the test. It's like saying, hey, I'm putting my $20 into poker, um, big blind, and that's it, right? So where I look, where I start, the first thing I'll start is with strength. Now, a lot of tactical athletes in the past, say you look at the, say, commandos and um, things like that, they the ones that train them, the strength coaches and personal trainers and stuff that train them, often look take it from an endurance point of view. Right, so they'll they'll do shit like, you know, the runs and the burpees and the, the CrossFit wads and all that sort of stuff. Now, it's all well and good because that's sort of that's the sort of training that they they do, like the commandos and the stuff will do in the job, right? In the job, not not pre 
not, not to build their body to the, the point it's at. That's what they're doing now, right? So you need to understand that what people do now and what people are talking about now isn't how they got there. Okay, so I always take a step back and think, hey, like, what are the what are the skill sets and the the basic physical requirements that you need to get to this certain level? Like, I've got the perfect athlete in my head, and if you don't match up with that person, I'm thinking, hey, how can I match you up with that person? Like, how can I build you into this guy? Now, the first foundational point is strength. Okay, so the first thing I look at is where's the strength at now. There is strength standards that we aim for, and, and again, this is I can't on this podcast. I can't go into it. Um, basically, I can't even go into the the clients I'm training where they're at, but um, for it because it's you know a privacy thing. Um, but the the things that I'm getting them to aim for is two times body weight squat. You know, you might say, "Hey, why would you bother about a squat? Squats aren't getting tested." Now they're not, but squat is a tremendous testing mechanism, testing exercise to see just absolute strength throughout the whole body, right? If you crumble in the bottom of a squat, your back can't handle it. I know you need you know, extra strength there. If you can't press press it with your legs because your legs are too weak, I know we need to build your legs. Like it's a really, really good one. And it's, it's, it's one of those things that even though it's not tested, like I put a huge emphasis on it because it's just getting your whole body stronger. And the stronger your whole body is, the harder you are to fuck with, basically, right? It's 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 just the way it is. Now, two times body weight, you might say, "Hey, that's actually not that high." It's not that crazy. Like if you you know an eighty kilo guy, one hundred and sixty kilo squat, you know, very doable, right? It is doable. That's the point. Like I'm not trying to turn these guys into elite powerlifters. Like if they're, if they're coming out and doing two and a half times body weight squat, squatting two hundred, that's going to be better. But if if it if they're chasing the, if they get to 160 and then they're chasing 200 at the expense of everything else I'm about to talk about, it, it sort of defeats the purpose of it, right? So you have to understand what their role is and what the job is. It's not it's not to lift 200 kilos, right? That's powerlifter's job. So we need to look at it from a, a, a realistic point of view. Now, so anywhere between, say, two, two is the target that I aim for. But if people can get to 2.5, that is probably ideal, I would say, with the squat. Um, but two is plenty enough, right? There's a point of diminishing returns on effort to put in um, with, with a lot of these strength things. So basically, if you go, uh, if you're pushing from two to 2.5, you're going to have to say squat. I don't know, let's say, depending on the, the person, but if you have to squat three times a week or two times a week and you're putting a lot of effort and energy into it, um, that's at the expense of other fitness cast, uh, fitness qualities and capacities. So yeah, like I'll, I'll start, my, my target will be two times body weight for them and then improving slowly from there, all right, well, as they're building other 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 capacities up. So two, two times body weight squat. Uh, and for say a 100 kilo guy, right, that's 200 kilos. Right, that's a pretty strong dude. If anyone's squatting two hundred kilos, they're pretty fucking strong. It's just it's impressive, especially with good good quality form. Like I'm not talking half squats; I'm talking full squats. <coughs> now, bench press, one point five times body weight for bench press. Now, you got an eighty kilo guy, you want to bench in one twenty, and that's that's the standard that I, I I try and adhere to with that. So I think you got to say we'll go hundred kilo guy, one hundred and fifty kilos now. The bench press cops it gets a bad rap uh, in in 
the tactical world in the in the wad world that's out there um and i think it gets a bad rap because people say it's not functional it's not uh you know it's not athletic i don't know i don't know what their what the argument is but essentially the people that are saying it are just fucking bad at bench pressing right it's very 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 rare that you'll see somebody bad mouthing a bench press for for you know tackle athletes or athletes in general that's got a better bench press than a fucking you know female powerlifter or um it's just really underwhelming what they bench and so like i don't want to it's interesting like it just really interests me and and i I don't say like a female powerlifter talking down on female powerlifters i'm talking like i'm talking you see 100 you see 90 to 100 kilo men who can't bench as much as say you know i've i've seen like 80 kilo women bench press 130 kilos it's fucking impressive right and and these guys are telling other people that it's unsafe and that they should be doing overheads and this functional stuff and they should be doing all the rah 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 where i just think they're fucking cowards in some some points and i know that sounds super harsh but the bench press is a great upper body strength builder yes you might not have to use it in the real world right you're not going to lay down and pin your shoulders back create an arch and bench right but i guarantee you that you're going to get more strength from building bench press than doing some of the functional overhead stuff that they talk about, right? If you pair the two together, that's the perfect thing. Like, so I'm not, I'm not shitting on overheads. Like I do it myself, but like the bench is the tester. And especially if you start looking at like some of the, the tests that you'll see in, in some of the intakes, there might be body weight bench for reps. You know, usually fives like the people they, they aim for. But, you know, if you're not hitting 20 plus, you've got work to do. And in my opinion, you're not, never going to hit 20 plus or even 15 plus if you bench, say, 1.2 times body weight or 1.3 times body weight. It takes 1.5 times body weight to start hitting 20. Like, that's the reality of it. So if you're, you know, 120 kilo bencher, 80 kilo is going to feel pretty light. You're going to be pumping it into the high teens, early 20s. So that's what you want. Right, that's what you want. Now, the bench, just while I'm talking about this for tactical athletes, because again, I know that it's not you know a traditional tactical athlete thing. Usually it's push-ups and all that. The bench is the thing that builds the foundation for the push-ups to become easier, for the muscle mass to be there, for the, you know, if you grapple with someone and they're strong, you know, through the bench and the pull-ups, which I'll talk about soon, right, they're strong with that stuff. They're going to be way harder to handle, right? It's just going to be, they're just going to be, more bulletproof so there's a lot of benefits there and i like to test the bench because it is a um it's a safer it's a safer max effort lift than the overhead shoulder press uh for example a lot of people that have rounded shoulders shouldn't be doing a barbell overhead press but benching they the most of the time they're fine right so it's, it's a really good blanket exercise to try and uh throw in there as a target so 1.5 times body weight bench Focus on that, and that'll help your um, your body weight reps go up. The next one is the deadlift. So the deadlift, look, I think anything over two hundred kilos is sufficient for tactical athletes. And if you are looking for a body weight percentage, two point five is probably the the ideal. Um, and then much more than that, it's diminishing returns. And again, it depends a little bit on body weight. Like if you're somebody. Um, so like me, I'm 102 kilos at the moment. 
So it would take me 156 kilos, uh, no, 154 or so kilos to 155 kilos. We'll go with that. That's 2.5 times. Um, 252, sorry, 255. I'll roll with. I just confused myself. So I've got to lift just over 250 kilos to hit my 2.5 times body weight dead. Now, for me, the effort to get to that is not worth it, right? Like, it's just not. Like, I can deadlift, I don't know, 210, 215, I think is my max. Um, right now, I might be able to hit anywhere between 210 and 220. I don't know. Um, so it's it's better than two. It's still not light. Like, it's not, you know, if, if I don't know if I'll ever have to lift or wrestle with someone who's 220 kilos. Um, and this is on a straight bar I'm talking, like trap bar it's up 2.5 like i can do all that stuff but um but the idea is is to build use the deadlift to build up your back and your strength just in general okay so i think the diminishing returns on the dead like for an 80 kilo guy a 200 kilo deadlift right 90 kilo guy if you're hitting anywhere between 200 and two say 215 that's really good that's that's sort of enough and you don't need to do too much more apart from maintain that and get better at that sort of weight um this is again for tackle athletes, not for powerlifters. Powerlifters are different. That's their sport. So we need to be able to, if like you're a tactical athlete or you're like me who likes to do various things, hiking, sprinting, jujitsu, kickboxing, all that stuff. Like you need to do all that stuff. The people who are doing their three times body weight deads, they just do fucking powerlifting. That's all they do, right? A lot of the time. So you need to, if you're looking at being versatile, you need to allow yourself, uh, the focus to be versatile, like be okay and, and understand the diminishing returns of trying to go from say a two, 2.5 times body weight dead to three. It's the, the, the effort for awards just not going to be there um, for what we need. Now, I hope that makes some sense, but the deads are a huge one, right? Don't avoid them. They will build your back strength up. If you can build up your neck, your traps, your upper back, your, your lower back, your glutes, your hamstrings, injury prevention will be significantly lower and you will be significantly better in terms of all your performance me like metrics. Like it's just going to help you jumping, sprinting, everything. It's going to help, right? So squat bench dead. We've got them. We've got two body, two times body weight squat, 1.5 times body weight bench, 2.5 times body weight dead, even though that's not tested. It's just building up that general strength and build general work capacity. The next one, we've got a, a body weight rep one, which is pull-ups. So 15 plus is the standard. So you want to be looking at, I think in the in the intakes, they're about 10 plus. But you want to be hitting 15 plus. Now, if you are hitting all these other strength standards, your 2.5 dead, et cetera, and you're not hitting 15 plus on a pull-up, you're most likely either really weak in terms of your, your, your upper back strength and your biceps and forearms and all that, or you're too fat, all right, to put it nicely, carrying too much body fat. You've got too much excess fat or too much excess muscle, right? So with what we're trying to do here, we're not trying to, to be show bodybuilders or show powerlifters or anything like that. We're trying to be well-rounded and weaponized. So understanding that if you have an excess of anything, it's bad. It really is. Um, so yeah, your pull-ups, you want to be looking 15 plus. I, I, I have um, benchmarks for my guys to be able to do like half body weight pull-ups as well. So like I like to think that they can do um, a, a one rep max-ish with a 
half of their body weight strapped to them. That's something else I throw in, but it's not 100% necessary. That's just, it's part of the training to help their reps go up. No different to how I said the bench. Um, if they're hitting 1.5 times body weight bench, when they get to body weight, it's going to be easier. They can hit their body weight plus half. So again, 1.5. Say it's you know forty kilos between the legs for a for a eighty kilo guy. If they're hitting that when they go back to body weight, they're going to find those reps really good. So I use it as sort of a training tool, but I sort of test it at the same time. So if you if you are looking at weighted pull ups and adding it to the list, look at adding half half your body weight. If you can do that, you're really doing a good job. Um, now the next one's a running one. This is not a strength standard, but it's a. Uh, it's, a, it's sort of a thing that I look at, right? Running a K in under three minutes 30, not for a 10K run or anything, just once. Running a 1K run in under three minutes 30, that's a benchmark that I find um, a lot of people who do that, they're very good runners. If it comes out to a 5K or a 10K, they're just generally in a really good fitness level. If it's, it comes down to a beat test, they're generally going to be up the top, like going to be better. Obviously, if you can get better, like if you can break threes, like I used to be able to break threes, I couldn't now. The closest I've been in the last couple of years was I think three seven. Um, but hitting those sorts of numbers, um, doing them, like there's, it's just a really good indicator run, right? Without going out and testing fives and tens, you know, it's a good place to start. So three thirty on a one k is a good target, and then push ups. If you, push ups are something that everyone in this level should be able to do already. Like it's usually what's part of the the shitty training before you even get into the good training. Um, but sixty five plus good push ups is a, is a good target. Now understanding that when you go onto selections and stuff like that, sometimes the um, the quality of the push ups may vary, and that's okay. But if you if you focus on doing perfect ones. If by some chance you're allowed to do sort of fast uh, half reps and stuff like that, great, fucking roll with it. But you, you know you're capable of doing the, the the perfect ones for a lot. So that's that's the first bit. So wrapping that up, we've got the strength standards there. So you two times body weight squat, one point five times body weight bench, two point five times body weight dead, fifteen plus pull ups, or if you want a way to pull up, you can go plus half body weight. 1K in three minutes 30 or less, push-ups for 65 plus, perfect. That's the that's the start. So you that's your strength base. That's what you want to do. So you want to build your strength up to hit those standards as a minimum, okay? That's the starting point. The second piece to this in the prep is, which I'll go into deeper on other podcasts, but the maintenance of those as you prep is really, really important right? For injury prevention, for having the strength when you get there, all that sort of stuff, keeping your, you keeping your muscle mass, keeping your actual strengths. So like sometimes, you know, your strength might be strength and you don't want to, uh, dilute that on with, within too much endurance training and then and lose it all. Um, but maintain all of these as you prep. So the way to do that is usually two days to three days of strength. Um, and it, again, it would depend on the individual with with the specific strengths and weaknesses. Some guys can maintain all their upper body strength with just one session and maintain their lower with two. Sometimes it's the reverse. You can maintain all your um, lower with one and, and upper with, with two. Um, so it depends on the people. Um, but that's what I look at. So you could two two would be the minimum upper and lower day, and you should be able to maintain there, um, especially the way we train at Royal. And if not, grow like if not, progress as well. Um, but if you're adding that third day, 
uh, that's great too. But what you want to be doing as you're prepping, that's where you want to really be building your endurance. So you've got that strength base behind you. Now you're going to take your endurance to a new level. You're going to take your hikes up. You're going to take your, your rucks up. You're going to take your runs up. You're going to start playing with some of that crossfitty wad type stuff. So it might be like going on the airdyne, fucking yourself there, fucking yourself on the roller, really going deep into these mental um, challenges that you set. So some of them like could be, you know, I know um, some people use like 90 minute workouts, right? So they're just rotating between airdyne and roller and bike and running and all this sort of stuff for 90 minutes straight, just keep going, push themselves mentally like that. That's going to be good, right? That's going to be good. Um, it's something you can't do all the time, like push yourself to breaking point, but to get your head in the game, yeah, 100% necessary. Right, it's hundred percent necessary. These are where this is the times where you know getting getting in that hurt locker, as you could call it, is a good spot to be. So you might train your strength, say two days of pure pure strength and power stuff. You may have one day of hurt locker training, which would be all hit based, um, uh, kind of like just like lack acid hell, recover, go again. You know, you might be doing runs with burpees and push ups and carrying shit playing with all that like wad type stuff would be would be good here and then you might have one day of pure just distance running and then you might have one day of like sprint type stuff is what i'd recommend or swimming depending on what you need to do and then probably a day hiking right so if you look at it from a point of view now you've got like six days so you've got you've got your strength lower upper you've got your your waddy kind of hell day um breaking you down so your burpees your push-ups your pull-ups you know that's that sort of stuff. Um, you've got your sprinting day to keep your your speed, and you, that's where you actually get a lot of fitness as well. And then you've got your distance day, and then you've got a hike day to so condition your feet to your, to the shoes, um, condition your your upper back to the ruck and the the bags that you're going to use. Like that's all really really important. So you can do all that, and then that'll make and still maintain your your strength, and that'll get you prepped ready to go. Right. There's a lot more behind that. I'll go into it a deeper at another time. Or if you're working with me, like you, you know, as you get closer to the course, 100% will be probably up and that sort of stuff. Um, once your strength stands are in check, <clears throat> and then look, guys, this is the this is the last thing, right? So your goal is to get into a new role, right? If you're in this state, so or if you if you're not, if you're general pop, you've got goals to hit certain things. Like once you hit your certain things, if you hit your goal, you get into your new job, your new role. If you are general pop, you hit your Ironman or your triathlon or your powerlifting comp, whatever you want to do, right? You've now got the freedom to choose whichever way you like to go once you're in, right? So you'll find a lot of people once they once they have hit the the intake and you know hopefully they're successful, they get through. You've now got the freedom to sort of play it however you want. You're in, right? You're in, so you can't. You don't want to be out of shape. I'm not saying that, but like you might feel better with five kilos extra of muscle on you. It might make sense to that. You might be having to, you know, never have to run more than a K, right? So you just keep up your your fit, your cardio base once a week and go back to all your strength training, build up your strengths, right? There's nothing wrong with that. There's nothing wrong with that. You might get more into fighting, boxing, kickboxing, jujitsu, whatever it is, whatever you like. There's nothing wrong with that. You know, you might go, and you might go like into endurance, just flat out into endurance, right? Start doing, you know, tries or marathons, whatever, right? Whatever you need to do, and it's all okay, right? But the main thing is that's if you're seeing people on the other side doing that, like this is what this is the problem with like the commando um, 
ex-commando training programs and all that sort of stuff that I see is they don't talk about how they got to the point where they could do all this shit. Like if you, you know, watch, listen to David Goggins, like I love Goggins, by the way, he's fucking awesome. But he talks about like running 100Ks and all this sort of stuff, right? He doesn't talk about all the base that he had. and He's doing this post his, his sort of main part of his career. Like, yeah, it's it's sort of what you, you need. To an extent, it helps, but you don't want to be training that stuff and that specificity before going into something, right? Like, you want to be as ready as possible across the board. And then once you're in, do whatever you need to do. But my recommendation is always maintain your strength standards once you've built them. Always maintain a cardio base aka never get fat and out of shape right because it's very hard to build back up and it's very hard to motivate yourself to build back up especially if you're an extremist type person um but yeah you can sort of do whatever you like i uh i find personally um i you know i'll always go towards lifting and through to jujitsu and then i'll go back and top up my cardio a few times a year. That's how I sort of do it, right? Myself, like I'll find, I'll generally do some some sort of striking for say three months a year and that keeps maintenance on the striking, keeps maintenance on that side of cardio. Um, look, right now I'm going into hikes and into sprints again, um, basically to rebuild up that side of things. My cardio is not bad by any means, but my running capacity and stuff has gone down, right? My hiking and stuff feels pretty good, but like running capacity has gone down because I haven't done it. I went too deep into the strength and into the, the jiu-jitsu side and started getting fatter. And I was like, all right, sweet. I'm going to change it up. Um, but at no point, this is going to harm my strength at all. It's going to actually help it because I'm, I'm now feeling better. I'm feeling leaner. I can do more sets in, in the session. Like everything's improving. Anyway, I hope this 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 chat helps, guys. Like if you have um, any specific questions, feel free to hit me up on it. But understand that the, the process the way I'm talking about it here is very, very important. If anyone tells you otherwise, they've most likely got something to sell you, right? Like they've most likely got something that that benefits them for saying this. Um, I can't see any reason why you wouldn't want a strength base or that you wouldn't need a strength base going into something like this, something in like a selection, or if you just want to look good and feel good and be super fit, like building your strength base is worth it and and it's one of those things like it might take you a while right it might take a while it might take you one two three years but once it's there you're now a different human completely where your cardio and you know this is this is super common you can build your cardio for one year right but you can also lose it within a few months you can find you'll find that you can you know you can get super lean super fit and then, you know, a few few months of not training, like you, you don't have to look much further than say footy preseason, right? If you've played footy or you watch the AFL guys, they come back and they've been on the piss and, you know, you haven't trained for eight weeks or whatever. They come back completely out of shape compared to old them. And then they, they take a couple of months to build back up and then, you know, then they can start their proper training and peak for the season. So it's, it's always worth having your strength base there. Your cardio base, you never want to fully lose, but you never need to, I don't think you need to constantly be pushing it because it's not one of those things that the, the gain is so minimal. Like there's a diminishing returns point. Like I keep talking about diminishing returns. Um, I feel like if you constantly try and increase your cardio, you know, like it's going to take way more effort, way more time, way more intensity to just gain like a, a 3% advantage or whatever on your old self. Um 
as opposed to going out and taking different skills and plugging them in, right? So just understand that if you, if you go too far in any direction specifically, there's uh, there's got to be trade-offs. Anyway, that's all I've got for you guys today. If you need help with anything, you can hit me up. If you're interested in finding out more about anything I'm doing, you can check us out on uh, on Instagram. You can check out Royal Fitness. You can check out um, my Instagram page as well, maddie.prince, and, uh, and I'll be happy to help you out. But guys, hope that helps. Take care. Talk to you soon. Bye.